that we can come together to dine in the presence of the Lord. Amen. He's teaching our hands for war. Amen. Because praise is a weapon. Praise is a weapon. Thanks of God. Your hands, amen, as you wave your hands this morning. Praise be to God. You enter your gates. Oh, my God. Into his gate with thanksgiving. Into his most holy court with praise. Hallelujah. Your hands are trained for warfare. My God, spiritual warfare. Because your praise is a weapon, saints of God. Your praise and your worship is a weapon to defeat the enemy. The enemy is already defeated. My God, when you woke up this morning, you opened your eyes up and you said, Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for giving me another day, God. I'm a warrior, Father God. I'm in a place, Father God, where I can get trained and skilled, Father God, to be prepared, Father God, to take on the spiritual wickedness that is going on in the world, God. I thank you, God, that we have victory in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you, God, for giving us another opportunity, God, to come together on the creating the prayer culture for God, by God, mandated by God, for all intercessory prayer warriors, for all leaders in ministry, for all those who are gatekeepers, for all those who are watchmen, for all those who are pastors, apostles, bishops, leaders, my God, ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you, God, that we're prepared for battle, God. We're ready, Father God. We got to head up, God, because you said weeping does not endure through the night. But you said joy come in the morning. God, we thank you, God, for waking us up this morning and giving us exceedingly joy, God. My God, I got joy in my hands. I got joy in my eyes. I got joy in my head. I got joy in my heart. My God, I can't contain myself. My feet are just moving all over the place because I got joy, my God, unspeakable joy that is running through the blood. My God, the blood of Jesus is running through our veins. My God, we can't contain ourselves because he's prepared us for spiritual battle. My God, thanks of God, I tell you, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the spiritual wickedness and principality of the dark and heavenly places. Those places and high places, witchcraft, dark craft, my God, green magic, white magic, my God, sorcery, we get bored, occult, my God, horoscope, we bind all that stuff up in the name of Jesus. God said, I suffer not a wish to live in the name of Jesus. So we call it out in the name of Jesus because we are prepared warriors for battle, my God. The Lord our God is his name and his name is the Lord, my God. And he is a man of war, Woo, my God. Fighting the good spirit of faith, my God, to tear down strongholds, to bust up, crush up everything that the adversary, the devil, is going around stealing, stealing, and destroying. But Jesus said, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly, thanks of God. So that's why, my God, woo, we use these hands, my God, to point into prayer those things that is not to be as though they were. Because God is training our hands up for war. Woo. Mm. My God, in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your presence in this place, Father God. We thank you, God, that we're in a place of restoration, Father God. This is a new beginning. It's a new opportunity, God. Everything, Father God, that you do is new. Fresh man, organic, Father God. Consecrated, separated, my God, from the things of this world, God. We thank you, God, for putting us in a place right now. As David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to sit among the evil doers of this world. Lord, I wouldn't think of no other place than to be right here, right now, 6 o'clock this morning, God. Every morning, God, standing in your presence, God, throwing my hands up, God, and just thank you, God, for giving us another day, God. Thank you for the rain yesterday, God, because the rain came, Father God, and you wanted to see because you said,
focus on. My God, but the Bible says when a man's way pleases him, he'll even make his enemy be at peace with him. My God, you better believe that God is pleased by what you're doing right now. You're coming out of your selflessness. You're coming out of your self-will, and you're lifting up your hand. You say, Lord, here I am, Lord. Use me today, God. Use me every day, God. I don't know who I may talk to. I don't know who I may have a conversation with, God. But I thank you, Lord, that it is right ground, Father God, that it is a soul that needs to be saved, God, and delivered from the power of the darkness that is going on in this world, God. I thank you, God, for using us, God, to strategically place us in these places, God, as your soldiers in the army of the Lord prepare for battle. We're marching off for war, God. We're not tired, my God. We're not getting tired. We're getting energized, my God, by the word of God. For he said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall stand forever. Faith of God, stand on the word of God, my God. He said, according to the book of Isaiah, chapter 65 and 11. And we're going to keep saying it over and over again. Because God said my word to go forth out of my mouth. It will not return forth. But it will accomplish what it was set out to do, saints of God. You better believe when you woke up this morning and you declared it, you used your hand to point to whatever that you hope your whole desire in your heart is to have. God said you declare it. My God, declare it, declare it. Declare what you want. Declare what you need. My God, you point to the area. You point to the location. You point to whatever you want. My God, you declare it in the name of Jesus. You said, Lord, you said, Father God, for it is written, my God, that man should not live by bread alone, but live by every word that proceed out of the mouth of the Lord. My God, you said, for it is written, Father God, that thou shalt trust and believe everything that the Lord said. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord that is working in us, God. We thank you in the name of Jesus. For you said, Father God, my God, in the name of Jesus, according to the book of Philippians chapter 4 and 19, that you will supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. Through Christ Jesus, my God, you said, Father God, woo, my God, that the world will not return forth, but it will accomplish what it set it out to do, God. You set it out, God. It will not return forth. So, Father, we thank you, Father God, that we're fired up this morning, Father God, as a soldier in the army of the Lord. We're prepared for battle, my God. We've got our garment of praise on, my God. We've got our garment of righteousness on, my God, according to the book of Isaiah, chapter 61 and 3, God. We got it all, God. Oh, my God. Our spirit of heaviness is not there, God. Because we cast out every thought, every imagination that tried to guard itself against the knowledge of God and bring it back to the captivity, to the fetus of Jesus Christ. My God, everything must bow down in the name of Jesus. So, thanks to God, I come to tell you this morning, you keep declaring it. My God, you keep declaring victory because you have victory in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you. Our Father, which are in heaven, I will be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In earth that it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our debt as we forgive our debt for us. Lord, lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from evil. For God is the kingdom and the power and the glory. God, it all belongs to you. And we thank you, Father God. We thank you for teaching our hands for war, for panel, for battle, Father God. Always ready, always ready. Get ready, get ready. My God, in the name of Jesus. I remember when I was a drill sergeant. And that was about 20 years ago, my God, but it's still fresh on my mind. And I would get out them soldiers out there. I'd get about two or 300 of them soldiers out there. 
male and female, I may add, praise be to God, because I trained male and female at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And I was getting them ready, praise be to God. When I said get downstairs, I said you got 10 seconds to get downstairs. You better believe they was down there in nine seconds. My God, they was already standing tall. They was already ready. My God, they said motivate me, drill starting to motivate you. My God, I thank God for the voices. My God, because when I declared the voice over the atmosphere, over their heads, my God, it went through one ear and stayed in another. My God, and it registered there. And the same as what we're doing right now. Motivate me to motivate you. Come on, motivate, motivate. You stay in the word of God. You pray, my God. Don't look at what's going on around you, my God, because we're surrounded by a cloud of witness, my God. So you stay motivated in the word of God. Come on, soldiers in the army of the Lord, my God. This is the opportunity, my God, to show, my God, what the word is, my God, because it's working right now. It worked yesterday. It worked the day before, and it's still working now. That's why we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. I said soldier in the army of the Lord. I said soldier in the army of the Lord, saints of God. I didn't say man's army. I said soldier in the army of the Lord. So I thank God, amen, that we are recruits, my God, spiritual warriors, my God, that is tuning in on this phone line every morning, that are put in place every time they hear it on the podcast because you are soldier, because you need that word in order to fight this good fight of faith. Because faith coming by hearing, and when you heard it on the radio, you heard it on the podcast. Here it comes, my God, by the word of God. My God, because you listen and just declare that word out. So, God, we thank you, God, for keeping us, God. In perfect peace, my God. The Father said, according to the book of Isaiah, chapter 23 and 3, 26 and 3, that if I keep my mind stayed on him, he said he will keep me in perfect peace, my God. Thanks of God, you better believe that the Lord is keeping your mind in perfect peace. Even when you got the bolt in your right hand and the steel in your other hand, you better believe that God is already winning the battle, thanks of God. As I talked to you all this morning, amen, about believing, amen, believing in God, staying in God, amen, as a leader in ministry, praise be to God, as a leader in your home, that you continue to be leaders, my God. Leaders for the word of God. Leaders, my God. That's a, that's a cool word there. That's a cool word, my God. Leadership, my God. In the name of Jesus, you be loyalty to the God we serve. You be encouraged with God's people, my God. A is all for nothing for Jesus. D is dedication to God. E is an endurance through difficult times. R means restoration. Come to church to stay connected to the Holy Spirit. S, serve with your whole heart for God. A. Honor the Lord with your first fruit. I, integrity, walk in authority that God has given you. Peace, protection. Wear your whole armor of God every day and every night. Your garment of praise on. You got your garment of righteousness on. You are prepared, my God. I can see the fire that is burning in your eyes, my God. You're sharp, my God. You are ready. You are not afraid. You are not scared, my God. God ain't giving us that fear of fear, but love out of sound mind. So don't you be afraid when the enemies around us, my God. You better believe that the spiritual angels are already fighting a battle right now in the name of Jesus. So I bring encouragement to you this morning. I bring confidence to you this morning. Come on, Moses. Come on, Joshua. Come on, David, my God. Yea, I walk through the battle of the shadow of death. I will feel no evil. For thou rod and thou staff, thou comfort. Hey, my God. Thank you, Jesus, my God. 
we're walking in the valley. My God, a decision. We got a decision to make right now. Amen. Mm. You're either going to choose God or you're going to mm. choose the world. My God, a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Well, we choose God. Woo! I'm going to speak for you. You may not say it. I'm going to speak for you. You're going to choose God. Woo! My God. Jesus said you can't come to me unless my father has sent you. My God, because Jesus Christ is the only way to truth in the life. That no man can go to the Father self by mm. him. And he has called us to be leaders, my God, for his people, for his feet, my God, to feed them with wisdom and knowledge and understanding so that we all may grow, my God, in this good work that's working in us shall not be finished until the day of Christ's return. So thank you, God. Amen. I, do. I just come at you, amen, like a shotgun. I got a double barrel going on. I got the Old Testament and the New Testament. Amen. I'm getting ready to unload even more. Praise be to God. So you be prepared. Amen. You stand, my God, and see the salvation of the Lord that is working in you. Praise be to God. We got our weapon. We got the word. My God, we got the word of God, and that is all that mm. we need. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. So thank you, Holy Spirit. For dwelling with us this morning, my God, I got my bread out out here, my God, just like I'm on a battle table right now, praise be to God, I got my battle plan right now in the name of Jesus, I got my note, my God, I got everything that I need right here, right now, my God, in the presence of God's people, so God, I thank you, Father God, that you sit high and you look low, Father God, and we give you the honor, we give you the praise, God, we don't force it on you, God, we give it to you, because it's an honor, God, to serve you, to honor you, to give you the glory, to give you the praise, my God, in the name of Jesus, saints of God, I want to tell you this morning, praise be to God, as we continue to talk about leadership, praise be to God, I want you to understand that the responsibility of more leadership is enormous, amen, it's enormous responsibility, amen, to to be called a leader, especially when a leader in ministry, praise be to God, just as much as put on mothers and fathers, we got single mothers, we got single fathers, we got parents out there, foster parents, amen, we got elders, praise be to God, grandparents that is raising their children, children, my God, their babies, but it's an enormous responsibility, amen, enormous responsibility. When people, watch this out, when people choose to be a follower and appoint a given individual to a position or a power. My God. When you be willing to step up, amen, you're going to either step up, be in charge, or get out the way. My God, in the name of Jesus. As I, as I was joining the military, praise be to God, my main goal was to finish. I said, Lord, if you give me 20 years, God, 20 years, my God, in the name of Jesus, I do everything that I can, Father God, to step up, amen, whatever opportunity that comes forth, whatever school there is, whatever promotion that comes forth, mm-hmm. God, soldier the, uh, of the month, soldier of the quarter, soldier of the year, God, I want to try to do it all, God. I, I, all the doors was open up, my God, because I was looking to move up, amen. I, I knew about being a follower, amen, because you got to be a follower in order to be a leader, to be a good leader, because you got to go through every rate, amen, that's not the lesson. 30 years in a day, amen, all the way from private to command sergeant major, the highest rank that you can attain as a listed soldier with season of knowledge and wisdom, my God. So you see it, amen, as I came up in the rank, I went from private all the way to sergeant first class or senior NCO to be able, just like he did, just like the rest of you all, amen, some of y'all on this phone line, amen, who have served, amen, 
no matter how many opportunities that you had a chance to serve, no matter how many years that you served, some of us on this phone line got sons and daughters. My God, you got cousins, you got nephews, you got friends, because I got friends right now that is in Afghanistan and Iraq right now that is listening to these podcasts, and we got to give what we have, amen, to give to them because they are still at the duty and they are still fighting the good fight of faith over in our foreign lands over there to make sure we keep freedom and democracy going on in this country that we live in, that we still have the ability to wake up every morning. We ain't got nobody standing over us or outside with no armed guards and tanks telling us that we can't pray, that we can't not lift up the name of Jesus. So that's why I thank God, amen, for our service men and women's amen of our country, of this great nation. I love America. God bless America. My God. But America needs to come to their senses and turn from their wicked ways. My God. Because nobody is above God. So that's why we continue to pray, amen. And we seek in leadership. Praise be to God. His leadership is not coming from the government. We know that leadership always remains with God. My God. Jesus is the leader, my God. He is our leader. He is our protector. And he is the one that promotes us, my God. We don't have to stand before a, a board of sergeant majors and first sergeants and sergeants and corporals to, to ask a lot of questions to see if we are ready, amen, for this calling. Because when God called you, he told you, he told you. Because he said many are called, but only few are chosen. And God has chosen leaders, my God. Out of the ministry, my God, to be leaders to all of his people, to rescue them, to deliver them from the power and the evilness that is going on in this world. So, thanks to God, you better thank God that you got recruited, my God. You got the access code, you pushed it in. You are ready, my God. You are ready to learn, you are ready to grow, you are ready to continue to increase as we prepare, my God, for this enormous hand that is before us. But my God, with God, all things are possible. So remember that as you are training. And remember that when you get out there on the battlefield, remember that, that God said, with man this is impossible, but with him all things are possible. Hallelujah. So we ask, may my God, the word of God is to come forth. I want to take you all to Ezekiel chapter 33. I'm going to read a few chapters in the book of Ezekiel chapter 33 is found with verse 1 through 7. Amen. I've got a lot of scripture that God has given me. I'm not going to be able to get it in today. Praise be to God. But I will finish up on Friday. My God. In the name of Jesus. But I want to turn your attention, amen, about the book of Ezekiel. Because Ezekiel was a watchman. But Ezekiel <clears throat> had to get renewed in his leadership. My God. In the name of Jesus. It's what we're looking for right now in the leadership of our government. And in our, in our three branches, in the legislative and the executive and the judicial branch, we're looking for leadership, my God, to counteract all of this pandemic that is going on. But no, we are not fighting it, my God. We see that mouth moving, but ain't nothing coming out. But Ezekiel, amen, was a watchman, amen, is a, like some of us that's on this phone line, on this podcast, we are leaders. We got some pastors on this line. My God, I thank God for you staying on, not waiting to 6.30 to get off. But I thank God that you're tuning in this morning, every morning. Praise be to God. Because we all need to learn. We all need to grow. My God, we all need to be like Ezekiel as we read the first verse of the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, it starts with verse 1. He said, once again, a message came from me from the Lord. My God, he got another message from the Lord. Hear me, thanks for God. 
Hear me. Son of man, give your people this message. When I bring an army against a country, the people of that land chose one of their own to be a watchman. My God, they chose their own. They wanted their own. They wanted to bow down to a king. They wanted to serve a man. They wanted to serve a woman. They, they went ahead and appointed a queen and a king. So they can be like the other nation. My God, you know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the big picture. My God, the nation. My God. He said, when I bring an army against the country, the people of their land, who they chose one of their own to be a watchman, when the people, when the watchman sees, this is the pastor, this is the overseer, this is the bishop, this is the apostle, this is the leader in ministry. When the watchman sees the enemy coming, you got to get that. Because if you see the enemy coming, that means you ain't sleeping in your bed. That means you ain't taking a sabbatical. You ain't going on vacation. That means that you're standing tall. You're looking. You're watching. He said, when a watchman sees the enemy coming, he sounds the alarm to warn the people. My God, the alarm has been sound with telling people that get your house ready. My God, and for me and my house, we gonna serve the Lord. My God. The enemy is coming. You got to think back in history. And when I read that, I thought about history because I'm a history major just like Pastor Love. I love to hear about history, my God. And if you remember when you was in school and social studies, you had history, Paul Revere, he was a man that got on top of the horse and he warned the people in the city. The British are coming. The British are coming. The British are coming. What I tell you, saints of God, we don't have Paul Revere today. But I got the word of God, and I'm telling you that the enemy is coming. The enemy is coming. The enemy is coming. Going all through the city. Going through all the town. Going through all the country. My God. Paul Revere did not worry about nobody shooting at him or killing him because he had to get that word out. Let everybody know that the enemy is coming. We are watchmen, saints of God. We are watchmen. Standing on the tower. Come on, pastor. You hear me out there. Come on, minister. You hear me out there. You see the enemy is coming. And God is telling us to warn the people. Don't preach what engineers want to hear. My God. They died of that. They need sound doctrine. My God, in the name of Jesus. I know I got more than two or three that's on this phone line that can agree about what I'm saying because I'm coming strictly out of the word of God. We as watchmen got to stand on the tower. We got to let the people know that the enemy is coming. He's on his way. But my God, that's why God called us to be watchmen. My God, let's go on and continue to read here. I know y'all itching for it. Look at verse 4. Then if those who hear the alarm, that's you all, those who hear the alarm, if you refuse to take action, that means that you're still doing what you want to do. That means you're still not learning. You're still not growing. You still want to sit up for the tradition. You're still waiting to get back into them big buildings that Jesus said, I'll bring it down in three days or pile of rubbish. You're still trying to get back in there to straighten out the chairs to make sure all the chairs are straight, making sure that nobody goes to the restroom with a pastor up there praying, making sure that nobody fall out in the middle of the floor because that's not the way we do things there. My God, in the name of Jesus, you got to take action. You hear the word of God. We've been saying it. We've been declaring it even before this pandemic happened, even before the coronavirus even came up upon us. My God, we was already on the prayer line. We're getting up every morning. It may not be but one or two, but my God, when God see, when there is unity and two or three gathered in his name, he said, yet while I'm here, 
And it begins to grow because God had predestined. He had let us know. He gave us a warning that the enemy is coming. He let us know that the coronavirus was coming. That's why we have to create the prayer culture for God. I got to say that again over the atmosphere. That's why we have to create a prayer culture for God. For such is the time as right now. Thanks of God. So you got to take action. We got no time to be waiting. We can't take a pause for the call. My God, in the name of Jesus. He said right here, he said they heard the alarm in verse 5. I'm coming out of the book of Ezekiel, chapter 33, verse 1. For those who are just tuning in, in verse 5, they heard the alarm but ignored it. So the responsibility is there. It's on them. If they had listened to the warning, they could have saved their lives. My God, in the name of Jesus. But if the watchman, here it is, watchman, you ain't getting off, Pastor. You ain't getting off, Minister. My God, I told you, this nigga had to renew his spirit. My God, he had to renew as being a watchman. Watch this, now. If the watchman sees the enemy coming and does not sound the alarm to warn the people, he is responsible for their captivity. My God, you got the watchman setting up there on the tower. Just being by themselves, ain't even called the saints of God to see how they're doing. Ain't producing no good food out there. Just sitting there waiting, seeing how many numbers they can bring back in the church. My God, there was a story that I read and I've seen when the, the church opened up on Mother's Day and over 200 people, saints of God, got sick with the coronavirus. My God, that is such foolishness. Why would you put the people's lives in danger? My God. They said social distance. My God, if you just wait upon the Lord, he'll renew your strength. That you shall find up like wings of an eagle. That you shall run and not grow weary. That you shall walk in faith. Not. Don't put the people's lives in danger. My God, in the name of Jesus. You got to sound that alarm, Watson. Leaders, sound that alarm. My God. You got to tell the people that the enemy is coming. You got to feed them with the word of God. Don't just feed them, my God, with fables and, 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 and tall tales and sorcery word and witchcraft word, my God, and old man's tale and old Mason's talking and old Eastern stars talking and old Illuminati talking that my granddad and my grandma told me when I was a little boy. No, the people need the word. They need to know what to do, my God. When the enemy comes in like a bird, God said, raise them up, my God. I'm raising up a standard in my people, my God, in the name of Jesus. You tell them what the words say. Don't tell them what they want to hear. My God, you're a watchman. So I'm calling you out. My God, you listen. Hear me, watchman. Hear me, pastor. Hear me, minister. Hear me. My God, just say the Lord of hope. When the enemy comes in, you better let them know. You better let the people know that the enemy is coming. And God said, I'm raising up a standard against him in the name of Jesus. My God, you better sound that alarm, pastor. You better sound that alarm, leaders. Leaders, my God. You don't sound that alarm, the enemy's going to come in. He's going to take them captive. And look what God said here. God said, yeah, no, 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 pastor. You ain't getting off. Ministers, you're not getting off. Leaders, you're not getting off. They will die in their sin, but I will hold the wise men responsible for their death. My God. God, in the name of Jesus, if you a leader in ministry, if that don't break your heart, or if you call yourself to be a leader in ministry, boy, it really took me out when people said, so you call yourself to be a man of God? 
God, no, I don't call myself to be a man of God because God already called me. My God, I don't need your authorization. I don't need your evaluation. My God, God woke me up at 12 o'clock midnight. My God, it was the day after I just arrived back from Afghanistan. My God, I just came back from 15 months of deployment in a combat zone. And God woke me up at 12 o'clock midnight and he stopped the time. My God, he said, preach my gospel, young man. My God, and I went back to sleep. But I woke back up, amen, and the time was still at 12 o'clock. And he said, preach my gospel, my God, in the name of Jesus. I said, Lord, here I am. I will, my God. And from that day forth, my God, I've been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, my God. I've not been preaching what engineers want to hear because God built me to be a preacher, my God. I've got to preach the word. I can't contain myself. i got to let the people know that the enemy is coming, my God. As a watchman, it's a huge responsibility. You got to take it on, my God. Because if God calls you, my God, ain't nothing that man can do to you, my God. We're going to let God be the truth and let man be a liar. Well, my God, we got to tell the people that the enemy is on this way, my God, in the name of Jesus. He said in verse 7, and I'm going to finish up right here and go to the next chapter. He said, now, son of man, I'm making you a watchman for the people of Israel. He said, therefore, listen to what I say and warn them for me. Yes. God wants us as pastors, as ministers, and leaders to warn the people for him. Remember, mm. he's using us as a mouthpiece. My God, this leadership training. Thank you, Jesus. He wants us to warn the people for him. If I announce that there for if, if I announce that some wicked people are good to die. And you fail to tell them to change their ways. Watch this now. Then they will die in their sin. My God. And I will hold you responsible for their death. Mm, mm, mm. My God, the red flag should fly up now. The light bulb should come on now. My God. God is speaking here. Just say the Lord. Preachers, ministers, leaders, doctors. Amen. Everybody want to call themselves a doctor now. My God. I've never read such thing that is in the Bible. It's not even biblical to have a doctor degree in divinity. That means that you know more than God. That means that you know more than the Holy Spirit. My God. The only doctor there is is Jesus. My God. He's the wonderful counselor. He's the prince of peace. My God. He's the chief physician. My God. So we don't need no doctor's degree. My God. In divinity. My God. I've never read nowhere like that in the Bible. Show him in the Bible. It's not even in there. My God. Because God is the chief physician. My God. In the name of Jesus. And he feeds us his word. My God. Feeding us the infallible word of God. The unadulterated, consecrated word of God. And we got to tell the people. My God. That the enemy is coming, my God. But if they don't repent, they will die in their sin. But you will have saved yours because they did not listen. So, thanks of God, you better take this thing serious, my God. You better take this walk serious. Woo! My God. You better stop peeking around the corner and see if we're still on the phone line. You better stop peeking around the corner when we come down the aisle at Walmart and you go down the other aisle. Trying to get away from him, my God. Where you been? Praise be to God. We ain't trying to make you come back to church. Praise be to God. We just glad to see you. See you doing all right, my God. You should be thanking God that I got some pastors, some overthink seer that love me, that care about me, that don't tell me the truth and not see no lies. When they see the enemy coming, they ain't gonna put their tail between.
in the land, and they're not going to go on no sabbatical. They're not going to go on no vacation. They're going to tell me the truth. My God, they're going to say what they say the Lord. My God, where are the preachers at? Where are the pastors at? Where are the overseers at? Where are my bishops at? Where are my apostles at? Where are you at, prophets? Where are you at, prophets? My God, stop sitting in the corner waiting for something to happen. God is teaching your hands to warn saints of God. My God, in the name of Jesus, as this word continues to go out over this atmosphere. My God, saints of God, know that God is a God of war. My God, according to Genesis chapter 15 and 3, the Bible said the Lord is a man of war, and the Lord is his name. My God, you got to understand that God is the Lord of war. My God, the Lord is his name. My God, and we're not fighting a fleshly warfare. We're fighting a spiritual warfare of wickedness, my God. In the book of Psalms, chapter 144, in the book of Psalms, chapter 144, verses 1 through 6, he said, my God, keep my hands to war. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which keep my hands to war. I'm going to read that again. You heard me play it on the song this morning. Blessed be the Lord, my strength, which teach my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My God, that's why I say, when you wake up and you praise the name of Jesus, amen. God is teaching your hands for war, amen. You take your hands around and say, Lord, I thank you. You're teaching my hands to war so I can declare it, God. I can go outside and I can find a fight in the atmosphere and I can declare it in the name of Jesus. He said, my goodness and my fortune, my high power and my deliverer, my seal, and he whom I trust, who subdued it, my people under me, Lord, what is man that thou takest make him, make account of him? Man is like a vanity. His days are as shadow that passes away. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down, touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thy arrows and destroy them. My God. God has given us the lesson. He's given us the plans, the war plans. My God. And we declare it by my God in the name of Jesus. He said, it shall happen. Cast forth the lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thy arrows and destroy them. Send thy hand from above. Rid me and deliver me out of the great water for the hand of the strange children. Watch this now, verse 8. Who mouth speaking vanity. There are those mm. out there that still speaking vanity. My God, their mouth moving, but ain't nothing coming out. And their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. We talking about pretty much the whole entire month about not listening to those lying tongues out there speaking falsehood. I love talked about it yesterday in the book of Titus. My God, about not listening to the false prophets out there, the true prophet versus the false prophet. And God is declaring it right here, confirming his word in verse 9. This is your war. This is your war. This is your spiritual warfare. And this is your tool. Verse 9. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God, upon a thumb instrument and an instrument of ten strings, where I sing praises unto thee. It is he in verse 10. That giveth salvation unto King, who delivered David his servant from the hurtful sword. And verse 11 of Psalms 144, Psalms with verse 11, my God. He said, rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children, who mouth be vanity, he said it again, 
you said when the watchmen get on the tower and they see the enemy coming and they sound the trumpet, God, and the people, they don't do nothing. They go around their own careless way, like what they're doing right now. They're going around mm. not thinking about the things of God, not mm. thinking about others, not thinking about the love of they to be fed to the love of God's people. Mm. My God, they're all about themselves. So when they oh, hear the trumpet, God, they're still wandering around. They're still looking around like they got a thousand meters spare. Like we said in the military, you're looking around. Your days, you're, you're so much into what's going on. You're looking for financial gain. You're looking for, for things to come in. My God, worthy things, materialistic things. But if you keep your mind staying on Jesus, he said, I'll keep you in perfect peace. My God, you heard me say it, thanks to God. There is peace in the midst of the war, my God. Because God has given us everlasting yeah. peace. My God, he said in the book of Second Corinthians, my God, chapter, my God, here we go, chapter 10 and 13. He said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but it's mighty through God of pulling down strongholds. Passing down arguments and every high thing. Don't you get in no argument. Don't you get in no argument. Don't you get in no argument with those around you. My God, that's still living in the world. God said, cast that thing down. Every argument, every high thing that God itself against the knowledge of God. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and bring ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience has been fulfilled. You are soldier in the army of the Lord. You are obedient, my God. As prophet as uh, Samuel said, obedience is better than sacrifice, yes, my God, in the name of Jesus. So come on, soldiers in the army of the Lord. Come on, leaders, my God. Come on, pastors, my God. Come on, minister, come on. If you call yourself to be a prophet. If you call yourself to be a prophet, test my God. What you wait on, my God. How dare you hold that gift that is inside of you? Because if you don't use that gift, God will take it away from you and he'll give it to somebody who's going to use it. My God, the Lord God, God, to speak for me. My God, where are my feet at? Where are my voices at? In the name of Jesus, we're soldiers, my God, and we're marching out the war. So take our hands to war, Father God. Praise is a weapon, God. Our praise is a weapon, God. Before we even arrive into the battle, God, we already won, my God, because you said, finish is mine, just says the Lord. All revenge belongs to the Lord thy God. So, God, we thank you in the name of Jesus, God. That you're teaching us each and every day, God, about what leadership is, God. Spiritual leadership, God. Lead by example, my God. We're not coming back in the rear. We're leading from the front. Woo, my God. In the name of Jesus. No longer are we going to sit in the back of the church without bobbing our hand, with our big hat on, trying to cover up, trying to got to be unseen, my God. But this is a place where the sinner can't hide. You can't hide him, my God. Because God has called you out. He wants you to come back. Come back, transgressor. Come back, sinner. Come back, my God. Come back to the bosom of God. He loves you, my God. All of our pastors and our priests out there, all of our sisters out there, tell the people, my God, that God loves them, my God, and bring them back to the bosom of God, my God. In the name of Jesus, not about how you can get in their pocketbook, but it's all about that soul, my God, the soul of Jesus Christ. So no longer, come on, Ezekiel, come on, Watchman. You hear the sound of the trumpet, my God. You're standing on top of the hilltop, and you see the enemy is coming, my God, like a flood. But God said, raise up a standard against it, my God. The front line from Zerubbabel has already been passed out to his people, my God. This is the standard of God. Jesus is the only way, my God. He 
hate in the name of Jesus that we see love, my God. We see love in their hearts, God. Love in their mind, God. That they, Father God, are not fighting a fight of flesh, Father God, but a spiritual warfare, a battle within, Father God. But you get a peace in the name of Jesus if they keep that mind stayed on you, God. So I thank you, Father God, that they're here, Father God, in the country of Iraq, Father God, in the country of Kuwait, in Afghanistan, my God, in, in, in Iran, Father God. These are countries, Father God. My God, where the soldiers are at, Father God, but we thank you, Father God, for protecting them, Father God, and keeping them, Father God, and keeping their families protected, Father God, as they come back home here in the United States, Father God, to love their families, to continue to share this love, Father God, my God, in the name of Jesus, and bring everything back to their remembrance, God. Hallelujah. We love you, and we thank you, Father God. Yes, Lord. And this word goes out, Father God. To everyone, Father God, who have an ear to hear, who have a heart to receive, God, we thank you. We bless your holy name, God. My God. Keep in our hands for what? My mm-hmm. God, in the name of Jesus. You are our rock. You are our salvation. And we love you and we thank you, Father God. And we're going to continue to inform and sound the trumpet that the enemy is coming. We're going to stay on this watchtower. We're going to tell the people, my God, we're going to Feed them what the word of God says. The infallible word of God. You are the Lord. You are the Lord. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name, God. Bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Lester Hayes again coming at you this Tuesday night for our 730 Bible study, partnered with River of Life uh, Ministry with Pastors uh, Thomas and Co-Pastor Joe Rich up in uh, Maryland there. So we're coming at you tonight, amen, and a partnership platform here uh, to bring forth the word of the Lord. We were so blessed last night uh, as uh, Pastor Rich brought forth the word last night, had great comments, just a great fellowship in the word last night. And so tonight we're going to come back and make an attempt to try to assert an effort to try to address what I believe is a very urgent um, issue that I've kind of been putting off and waiting for God to release it. And so he finally released it uh, yesterday or day before yesterday. So uh, I got to go forth with it. So I want to just welcome all of you, our partners, our friends, uh, uh, fellow uh, laborers in the ministry, clergy that may be on the line right now, anybody that's out there on podcast right now we have 40 different platforms that this is being listened to and played throughout the day the week and almost uh we're in just about every country out there there's 153 countries out there right now and i know we in a large portion of them and we're also uh, being played and listened to in all 50 states and seven territories so there's a big audience out there that have been playing and listening to our podcast And we want to be able to speak to them tonight because this uh, pandemic, this coronavirus pandemic, it is a a global issue right now and everybody's being impacted and reacting to it, affected by it. And so I'm going to be speaking to some of that tonight, amen, but uh, it's just a a, a time uh, where I've been assessing and evaluating some things personally when to go forth and like I said, the Lord finally released me last night to go forth with this teaching. And uh, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm going to stay through the duration. Uh, what I want tonight is to, for you to lend your ear to what I got to say tonight and hear me out 
we'll have comments at the end. Uh, next week, I'll bring you a whole list of statistics to kind of lay out a statistical argument for what is taking place with what I'm going to say tonight. I'm going to lay some, some, some pretty uh, biblical foundation tonight for where we're going with this teaching uh, because I think it's very, very significant and very important that the people have a clear uh, picture of really what's going on, like the big picture stuff that's really been going on, and hopefully it'll restore some hope, hopefully it'll rejuvenate, regenerate some, some people, and uh, maybe just uh, we may see some miracles show up. We don't know, but we know God's word never comes by void. So just pray for me as I break open this teaching tonight. Like I say, uh, never taught it before, been using bits and pieces of it for my testimony, but God is finally... Uh, jailed it all together, brought it all together, connect all the dots for me, and told me to go forth. And uh, I would say to you right now that uh, one of the things that uh, I'm looking at in my very near future is I'm going to be doing a publication, a book, uh, maybe a couple of books with different portions of all of this. And so you'll, you'll probably be hearing some of the chapters or some of the uh, portions of that book tonight in my personal testimony. Amen. So let's just look to the Lord tonight. Amen. And word of prayer. And then we're going to break open the word and we're going to try to get as far as we can tonight. But I appreciate you all joining in and making the sacrifice and thinking it out right. But join us tonight. I really do appreciate the support. And again, if your phone is not on mute, I would just ask you to please go ahead and place it on mute. And then once we're finished, for those of you that were uh, more than muted out, you can hit star six. That'll bring you back. Or for those of you who mute yourself out, you can just unmute. And uh, share your comments at the end. All right, then. Well, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise you tonight, Lord God, for another opportunity to come before your people and to share your holy word. We're asking you, Holy Ghost, right now to just help us tonight. Uh, open up our minds, open up our understanding, open up the floodgates of heaven tonight, and just continue to pour a fresh manna from heaven tonight on the hearers, the ears of the hearers tonight. God, I'm praying for a saturation and a downpour tonight of wisdom and knowledge and understanding that would generate some hope in your people that are, that are on the receiving end of this word that's going forth tonight. Let it go forth and never return to you void. Let it fall on good ground, break up foul ground. And Lord, let it begin to produce, Lord God, a hope in your people that all will be well with them and all is not lost, oh God. But so Father, we know that as you told me, Lord God, to be the voice, oh God, be the voice to sound the trumpet, be the voice to sound the good news of the gospel, be the voice to restore the hope of the people that, is, that has been weakened and been lost by, uh, by depleted by this uh, pandemic, this, this coronavirus pandemic, and all of the other economical, educational, religious, hallelujah, and governmental issues that have been uh, side effects of what's going on. And so, Father, just in the midst of people beginning to lose hope at such a time as this, even members of the body of Christ, even faithful churchgoers right now beginning to uh, look at you and blame you and want to know where you are, God. And they may not say it in their words, but I've have, I have had uh, conversations with people right now that are blaming you. And there'll probably be others before this is over, God, that will have been holding back that will probably blame you, Lord God, and blame others and point fingers. But Father, we don't blame you, Lord God, because we know you too wise to, to make any mistakes about anything you do. Everything you do is just and it's right. So we look to you tonight, the author, the finisher, and to develop our faith. And we just ask you to help us tonight, enlighten our understanding tonight, and open up this word, Lord God, and, and, and reveal these revelations tonight that we may have a good, clear understanding about the bigger picture of what's really going on according to your word. We give you praise, glory, and honor for it right now. In Jesus' wonderful name, we pray amen and amen. 
Well, all right then. I, I, I want to talk tonight. Uh, it's really concerning uh, blaming God for what's going on right now uh, when we really, really should know better to blame God for anything. But there's just some people <laughs> that don't know any better. And that's what pressure would do sometimes. That's what frustration would do. That's what hurting and pain and, and excruciating pain like you've never had to uh, deal with before will cause people, Christian people, uh, to fall into that place where, uh, you know, that outburst will come and they will, they will go there, you know, and we try to understand that. Amen. But what the Lord has been dealing with me about is about our voice, the clergy, our voice, because there are so many people now, professional scientists, professional doctors, more and more people are coming up from different countries right now and jumping on the bandwagon and, and jumping on the platform. And their voices is kind of like smothering out all of the other voices, the clergy, the, the men and women of God. And it's as though we've gone into our caves, uh, into our quiet zones, and we're, we don't want to touch this coronavirus. And a lot of the people, I think, that are being affected, I was reading another article today where this mega pastor uh, some of you probably saw that article. He, he, he had a church service anyway, crowd of people, and he laid hands on, I don't know how many people, they say over two, two, three hundred people laid hands on them, prayed for them, and now he's dead. You know, now he is dead. He died from coronavirus. And uh, I just read that today and was sharing it with my wife, and I said, you know, we can use our voice other than taking unnecessary risks. You know, because we have to protect ourselves. And, and I haven't laid my hands on anybody, man, and I don't know when. I love to do that. That is an important point of the ministry. But right now, I'm trying to use my voice to be able to preach the gospel, teach the gospel, give people hope through the word of God, and utilize these uh, processes and these platforms and these tools that God has given us <coughs> to get his word out because we know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is not really a good time right now to be laying hands on anybody without any gloves or protection and masks and all that. And none of that was in place, but uh, he's dead now, you know. And I said to myself, you know, there's another voice that had been lost. And so I want to just speak to any clergy that are out there right now, any leadership out there right now, not only in the church, but especially, specifically the church, that we uh, become the voice of God to be able to look in the scripture and try to, uh, give the people some hope to calm them and uh, that this is this is really nothing new under the sun. We've been here before uh, all the way back as far as you want to look back. There have been pandemics. There have been epidemics. There's been outpouring of, of viruses and things. And so we we have to look in this word and prepare God's people uh, because there will be another situation like this. And because we wasn't really prepared for this one. Uh, we need to now be the voice to calm the people out there by, by, by looking in the word ourselves. This ain't no time right now to be aggressively begging for money. People are hurting right now. People are dying right now. And a lot of the politicians are really, to me, stepping up and doing what I think we should be doing because we know these things. Amen. And we're going to talk about a few of them tonight. And I was so blessed today. I had an opportunity as I was eating my lunch to, to turn on the boob tube. And I saw uh, Governor Cuomo up in New York. I'm telling you, if that man don't have a presidential mindset, vision, and focus right now, I mean, he dealt with this situation for his state of New York in such an intelligent, intellectual manner until I started giving God praise how he spoke to this situation so detailed, so professional. I mean, with facts, truth. 
I mean, he laid it out there, man, and he is for the people. And, and I prayed for him today. I pointed my hand at the TV and said, God, that's the voice right that should be coming across the pulpits. Uh, and I say pulpits, but, you know, but, you know, whatever the platform is, that's the voice right there. You know, it was almost as though, man, it was profound and prophetic what he was saying. And that's a very smart man. And I said, my God, if, you know, if he if he could become the president, this country will be better off from a political standpoint. But we got bigger issues than what's just political, and we're going to take a look at some of those tonight. Amen. So I want to I want to be, uh, preface the teaching tonight. I want you to turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter 15, and I want to read just a couple of verses here to you, uh, verses uh, 25 and 26, and I might read 27. And I want you to understand uh, the reason I'm reading uh, these verses right here is because this is Jesus declaring through his manservant Moses, using Moses' voice to declare to ancient Egypt, I mean ancient Israel, some things that were concerning him even back then. And so we want to preface the lesson tonight. If you'll just turn there with me, I'm going to be I'm going to read this right here. And uh, it, it just appears here that these people were dealing with uh, a similar type of uh, discouraging uh, outpouring of disease, you know, they were, they were hurting, they were going through, there was a lot of disease, there were a lot of things that was happening to them, and a lot of it came because they were disobedient, amen, let's just be honest, you can't blame God if you're disobedient, uh, you know, I've heard, been hearing people here lately blaming God when they should know better, you know, yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's us we got to take a look at, what can we do to make the situation better, and so we, we're going to see here how these people were murmuring, complaining, and doing some of the same behaviors that we're doing right now as a whole. Everybody right now is angry, protesting, got guns scrapped on them, going into state houses, trying to take over, trying to get the people to go back to work, trying to expose the people to dangerous you know, situations right now. Some of the jobs are going away. So everybody is hurting right now economically. They're hurting, man. Some people are, are sick right now. Some people are dying from other diseases. Young people right now have all of a sudden about 900 cases documented of young children breaking out with this other type of disease right now. You got the president taking experimental drugs right now, and he's supposed to be the president. If he go down, you know, people are freaking out right now. So you just got so many side effects, so many things going on right now. And the murmuring and the bickering and the complaining is still going on. So let's just kind of take a look here and pick up that theme right there as we look in, uh, in the, uh, the book of Exodus chapter 15. <coughs> Amen. And uh, let's read, uh, matter of fact, let's start at verse 23. It says, and when they came to Moriah, they could not drink of the waters of Moriah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara, okay, meaning bitterness. You know, the water was bitter. There's something wrong with the water. It was contaminated, you know, which, which we, 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 we've seen this right here before. Even right now, we got to be so careful with this water that we're drinking uh, because, you know, there's a market out there right now and people are doing all kinds of things to try to make money off of this. So you got to be very, very careful, uh, you know, where you're buying your stuff from and what you're buying. Uh, amen. Get your filter, put your filter on it. Do you know, I, I, I got this certain type of water that, that, uh, that, uh, pastor Eric and pastor Phoebe delivered to me. Uh, we have a, a vendor who takes care of us and it's good water. It's got that pH nine level water. And it's really, really good water. Plus, I got two filters over there on my brand new refrigerator. So I try to drink good water. 
But 24, he says, and because of this, the people murmured against Moses saying, what shall we drink? This water right here is contaminated. It's bitter. You know, you know, it's been, it's been, it ain't been tested. We don't, we don't know what's in it. Could be dead animals in it. Could be cursed because they were complaining. We just don't know. And so they probably blaming God as they blaming Moses for it, just like some people are doing right now. And then it goes on to say in verse 25, and he carried unto the Lord and he cried unto the Lord. I'm sorry. And he cried unto the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance. And there he proved them. Okay, he wanted to test them. He wanted to spiritually test them, showed them a miracle, showed them what God could do as he cried out, meaning he prayed to God in this water. He wanted to show them the power of God. So he cried out to God. He didn't complain, but he just cried out to God. Bible says in Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, another prophet here, that when we cry out to God, that God hears us and he answers us. And listen at this. You're going to see this right now in this scripture. And he shows us great and mighty things. The Bible said that thou knowest not. So now let's check this. Check this out. You got a water purification problem here. It's contaminated. It's bitter. You know, it may be make, make you sick. It may be infested with some type of dead animal carcass or disease. We don't know. But we just know this water man was not good for drinking. But let's look at what God does here, man, to show them great and mighty things because the man of God did exactly what Jeremiah said do. We're living in a time where we're going to have to do exactly what God tells us to do. Cry out to him. He will hear us and ask us and show us great and mighty things. Let God determine what methods he's going to use. If it's the foolishness of man, let God use that. Whatever God is going to use, the foolishness of this world, let God use that. Whatever God is going to do, we don't tell God what method to use. We just know that he's going to do it. Therefore, we cry out. We become that voice to weep for the people, to cry out for the people. Why? We're the leaders. God going God gonna to speak to us what to tell the people. But if we go quiet and go silent and act like we don't know what to do, then all people going to do is put their confidence and trust in those lying words that are coming from that press conference and from other leaders, whether they be mayors, governors, or whoever. Because people want information. They want somebody in leadership to tell them what to do. And so we have to be that voice. God is saying, where is the voice of my people, my clergy? This ain't no time to beg for money. You got the loudest voice in the world when it's time to beg for money. Everybody, nobody got to wonder who you are. You're going to know. Even now, there are people out there on, 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 on live streaming begging for money. Send you cash out. Tell you where to send your money. The people need some hope right now. They're hurting right now. We got to be the voice of God for them right now to give them hope. So let's see what Moses said right here and what happened. And he says, and he cried unto the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, a tree into the water, Lord, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance. And there he proved them. Look at that, man. Tell me God won't show you great and mighty things that you don't have no idea. Pull up a tree, just a random tree, throw it in the water and made the water sweet. Now, Moses didn't murmur and argue with God. He didn't question God. God, this sounds ridiculous. Moses had a, a perfect track worker with God. He was a voice for God. He spoke to God on behalf of the people. He spoke to the people on behalf of God. Why is he going to stop using his voice now? Because they got a, they got a pandemic here. They got bad contaminated water. Why is he going to go quiet right now? You know, he continued to do what he had always done. 
cry out to God when the people were murmuring, prayed to God. And so let's see what God did right here. He turned that water, made it bittersweet, turned that situation around and made it bittersweet. But look at what Moses did here. Moses did what, what every uh, clergy I think should do. Moses turned around and set up a memorial unto God so that the people would remember that spot. You know, he, he, he built an altar right there. In other words, he built an altar right there. In other words, you know, so that the ordinances of God would be established right there in that spot and prove God, because there were probably going to be other days when they were going to be back at that spot. But this spot is significant now. And it would always be remembered as, 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 as that spot where that ordinance took place. You know, and other ordinances probably probably became, uh, uh, you know, became uh, revelatory right there at that spot. God probably gave Moses other revelations about that spot. It was spiritually significant. A spiritual test was passed here. <clears throat> Amen. And I believe right now all over the world, everybody that's faced with dealing with this right here. I believe right now that God is calling people to use this opportunity right now to create an altar right in the midst of this. I don't care if you're in the jungles of Africa somewhere, in the jungles of, 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 of Brazil right now, which they got an outbreak going on down there right now. Somebody ought to go out in the midst of that thing, man, and just set up an altar right there and begin to declare, use your voice to declare in the name of Jesus, the victory of God over that situation. You know, Moses did it, cry out to God right there. And began to declare the ordinances of God, raise up a, a, a statue right there, uh, not necessarily a physical statue, but a statue in, or in other words, declaring the ordinances of God right there, declaring that this is a place of blessing. This is a place of miracle right here. This is a place right here where God is going to do some restoration. That statue, establish that statue, that spoken statue, not some wood carving or some, some, some stone. Uh, you can lay a couple of stones there if you want to and, and, and call it an altar. You know, if you want to, that, that, that would be acceptable because that's biblical. Verse 26, though, he says this, And said, If thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will not put, or I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And seven, in verse 27, he says, And they came to Elam, where were twelve wells of water, and threescore and ten palm trees, and they encamped there by the waters. So you have to look at what God is saying here. Look at the different stages that they went through. They went from being, from murmuring, drinking bitter water that wasn't good, to drinking bitter sweet water, building an altar to God, declaring a place sanctified by God, by his presence. And they moved right on. Their health was restored. Look at what God is saying. He restored their health. He healed all the diseases. All they had to do was stop murmuring, stop complaining, stop blaming God, stop blaming Moses, but just look to God and cry out to God and listen for the voice of God to speak back to them. This is what has gone silent, I believe, in this country right now. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of voices going out there right now saying things. There are a lot of people out there prophesying right now about what they think is going on. But we need to be able to look at the word and see what God is saying in his word, seeing what he's promising us in his word. Look at how at the end, after they went through their little up and down and, 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 and their little situation with the Lord, doubting him, complaining, you know, look at how God turned that situation around. 
and they passed that test. They passed that spiritual test. This is a time that we as clergy are being spiritually tested. This is a time that we as believers are being spiritually tested. This is a time that the unbelievers can be made believers. You know, it depends on what we're doing. It depends on our voice. Can you imagine all these eyes on Moses during that pandemic? You got bad contaminated drinking water. No doubt these people have been traveling because if you read early on, you'll see that's what they were doing. And they were thirsty. No doubt some of them were dying of thirst. And here Moses, right before their eyes go over and pray to God, and God said, pull up that tree over there. I can just imagine them looking at him. He's pulling up a tree, probably had a few people to help him, probably got dirt all on the roots, probably got earthworms crawling all on it. And you're going to throw that in the water that's already contaminated? But see, God turns all things around and work them out together for our good. You can't ever tell God how to bless you. All you know is that when you cry out to him and do what he tells you to do and pass that spiritual test, even in calamity, you know, even in hardship, even in suffering, even in hurting, even when you're dealing with a coronavirus or any other type of virus, even when you're dealing with craziness in, 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 in your leadership, whether it be in the government, whether it be in the church, wherever it might be, <clears throat> We still have to look to God who's the author and finisher and developer of our faith. And so we don't have to blame God, amen, like other people do. You know, there, 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 you know, you know, there are many, many nations right now that are probably in the same boat. A lot of them, you know. But if we listen to God and follow God and follow God's statutes, follow his ordinances, his laws are still in check today. They cannot be violated. We know that there are many, many nations out there right now that worship other gods. They really built statues. They really built statues. But he wasn't talking about no statue, no, no replica, no man or no woman or no animal or, no, no, or no, no, no nothing, really, no idol. He was talking about the word, establishing the word, the covenant of God, those statues, those ordinances. So that people could remember that place, how blessed they were. And that's what Moses began to remind them of in that place. And God said, yeah, you putting me in remembrance of my word. Remember, he gave Moses the law. So Moses knew the word. He knew what the, what the, what the covenant was. And he declared that statue right there. He declared those ordinances right there and declared that place a place of blessing, a bittersweet place of blessing where the Lord turned bitter water into sweet water. Amen. I believe God want to do something in this situation right now on the earth that we've never seen before. One of the things that, uh, that he told me, and I titled this message, The Coming of a New Restoration. The Coming of a New Restoration. We would never be the same after this thing. We would, they were never the same after that miracle. We would never be the same. I saw Mr. Comerday telling these people, stop calling him, stop asking those questions about getting back to normal. We're never going back to the way it was. We can forget that. Wipe that out, out of your mind. But we clergy need to be telling our people that. There ain't no going back. You might not even make it back into the church for some churches. You know, we don't know. We don't know. People might be fearful and afraid to go back in there. Some people might not be. You know, I pray and hope everybody won't feel that way. But let's be real. That fear is out there. And we got to be able to give the people some hope. Let the people know that, that God said there is coming a new restoration to his people. He's going to restore. He always have after all types of epidemic. Look at what he did right there with his people. But he had to have a voice. He had to have a man of God with a voice. 
to declare to God what, 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 you know, what, what, what God was able to do, then go back and declare it to the people. God is saying, you be the voice. So I'm going to be the voice. You know why I have, I have taken on this task? It's because I know too much about God and I'm not alone. There are many, many clouds of witnesses around me. Pastor Rich got a testimony. Other clergy, Pastor Mike got a testimony. So I'm not the only voice. I'm just the voice right now that's doing what I'm doing. You know, and, and I hopefully and prayerful I'm speaking for other voices. I'm representing other voices, you know, is because I have a testimony. Okay. When I was sick, God healed me. Okay. And so I, 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 I suppose to be a voice for him. I suppose to testify of how great God is. I suppose to tell people that God can heal even in the midst of this thing here. That's, that's my voice. And he told me before that there was going to come a time when I was going to talk about to a greater audience what he did for me. I talk about it in bits and pieces now, but he said, now is the time. Now is the time. And so he's been pulling some, some things together for me. And so I'm, I'm, I'm here tonight, you know, to not reject it, but to face up to it and to go forth and tell people, proclaim to people from the word of God that there is coming a new restoration to the people of God. That blessed me today when the Lord dropped that in my spirit this morning in prayer. There is coming. It ain't here yet, but it's coming. We're never going to be the same. The, 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 the vaccine they're creating, all these scientists, all these other doctors, all these other um, organizations out there that's trying to jump on this opportunity right now and make money, lace their pockets with money, trying to experiment with drugs right now. You know, FDA, they don't know whether this stuff works. Bottom line for them is not restoration. If they can get you hooked on something, get people to buy it. The bottom line is they just want to make money. They ain't caring nothing. The sicker people are, the more money they can make. And the more vaccine will be required and the more will be sold. But God told me to let the people know. He said, you be the voice to let them know that I am sending a new restoration. I am creating in the midst of all that they're doing a new culture. And because there's going to be a new future for my people. are going to be a restored people, a rescued people, a healed people. And so the question I asked myself today was, does God still heal us today? Yes, he does. I am a living witness and I'm not alone. Today, I am 100 percent totally cancer free. In December, uh, you know, 2000 and well, really it was October 2015 was when I was first diagnosed with chronic lymphatic lymphoma, stage four cancer. Okay. And so my answer is yes, because today I am totally healed. And I know for a fact, I know by, by living proof, my, my, my faith has been tested. My spiritual test has been passed that God still heals today. You know, and I want to be on record to say that at which time I was placed under some observation and close monitoring, which consisted of quarterly lab, blood exams, physical exams, visual exams, consultations, prescribed medications, all kinds of recommendations. However, in December of 2008, the decision was made to start chemotherapy treatment, a regime of chemotherapy treatment. By June, though, of 2019, God had completely healed my stage four cancer, chronic lymphatic lymphoma. This was after completing six months of chemotherapy. Every 28 days, I had to go over there, man, and have that stuff put through my port. 
you know, that covered six months in duration. The treatment started in December 2018 and was successfully terminated in June 2019 with me ringing the cancer freedom bell at Archibald Oncology Center in Thomasville, Georgia, where Dr. Simmons is my oncologist. So, yes, God still heals today. I got I got I got to I got to say that, you know, for all those out there that are struggling right now, that, that looking for a vaccine. Jesus Christ still heals today. He has the power to heal anybody from coronavirus or any other type of corona pandemic, any other type of side effect, any type of other thing you're going through. Doesn't matter. He can make every situation bittersweet situation. He can make it sweet, you know. You know, he said we should know that the Bible talks much about miraculous healing taking place throughout history. You know, that's the voice God wanted to get out there. We can't lose that voice. You know, we can't lose that voice. It's, it's documented. The Bible bears record of it. You know, however, here's the deal. Satan has managed to blind and deceive the whole world through ignorance of a lack of knowledge and lack of vision of God's thoughts toward us. Our leaders, to include myself, we leaders are clueless on how to solve this current coronavirus pandemic outside of Jesus. I don't think there'll ever be a cure. There may be a treatment. This should be nothing new to us, primarily because today's leaders are still so blind to what's an obvious solution or un interested fix or proven cure is what are we talking about pastor lester hayes we are your voices lord we should be the voices of god just like moses was when the people were murmuring complaining about the diseased water when our voices are badly needed urgently needed right now it's time to be his voice to speak about these things to give people hope the vaccines ain't working People are still dying, so let's try God's way. It works. Why? In my opinion, most of our scholarly spiritual leaders, clergy, and mega church voices have become oblivious to the roles that we play. I need you to hear me right there. We play in the prevention of diseases and the promotion of health by simply just teaching God's people to differentiate between the clean and the unclean and both foods and behaviors. We could prevent a lot of this stuff, but we won't touch this subject. Because I hate to say it, the way you look in the pulpit sometimes, a lot of us are suffering from gluttony. We eat everything we can get our hands on. We have bad habits. And people are mimicking our leadership when we should be the ones. Let me read that again in my opinion. All of our scholarly spiritual leaders, clergy and mega church voices have become oblivious to the roles, to the roles we play in the prevention of diseases and the promotion of health by simply just teaching God's people to differentiate between the clean and the unclean and both foods and behaviors. We won't touch that subject. But listen to what the scripture says. Just listen to what the scripture says in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verses 23 to 31, King James Bible. And the word of the Lord came unto me. Now, this is a prophet Ezekiel, powerful prophet in the Bible, saying, Son of man, say unto her that thou art the land that is not cleaned, nor 
rained upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion raving the prey, raving in the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my laws and have profaned my holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and the profane. Neither have they shewed differences between the unclean and the clean. And I have hid their eyes from my Sabbath and I am profane among them. And her princesses and the midst thereof are like wolves, raving and prey to shed blood and to destroy souls to get dishonored on his game, and her prophets have dubbed them with untampered mortar, saying vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus says the Lord, when the Lord have not spoken. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the strangers wrongfully, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Lord, I want to be one of those voices now that you can find. Therefore, have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. That's in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 23 through 31 of the King James Bible. So you see, God is, is not playing around here. He's serious about this. You know, nothing new under the sun. But where's the voices? Why haven't we been preparing the people for this type of thing? Teaching them what is clean and unclean. Teaching them what behaviors are acceptable and what not. We've done so many other things. Aggressively begging for more money, trying to buy bigger airplanes and bigger cars and more expensive suits and shoes and all that crazy stuff. Robbing the people, taking advantage of the people when we should have been preparing the people for this. We should know better. We're the clergy. We're the voices. You know, we'll say we're the prophets called of God. But why haven't we foretold what these prophets foretold? Why haven't we reminded the people of this? It's right here in the word. That's that's the that's the voice that's that's gone silent. However, in my opinion, it's my opinion again, I believe God has always been speaking through many upright men who are in good standing with God. Many prophets and righteous men came before us and yearned to see what was to see, what we were to see, and we did not see it, and we did not hear it, and we did not hear it, and we did not hear it, nor did we understand it if we did hear it. They had, like some of us today, eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to understand. But we've begun silent. But instead of being that voice, we just shrugged it off by simply saying God is up to something. And now we got everybody in our church saying that God is up to something. Got to have a little bit more than that. That ain't giving nobody no hope. I believe God is saying to us in this hour, loud and clear to those of us who have ears to hear eyes to see <clears throat> and a heart to understand and receive what the spirit of the Lord is saying to all of us in this current coronavirus pandemic. There is a new restoration coming to my people that you know not of until it appears suddenly. And it will. There is no other way to be fair 
then if we are called to lead, then lead or get out of my way, says the Lord. If you say you are called of God, then lead. Begin by being the voice of God during the coronavirus pandemic. Don't go silent. Where are your voices, clergy, says the Lord. It is high time for the whole world to learn again about the laws of God and start governing themselves by all of the laws, not some of them. The Old Testament is not going dead. It's still vibrant today. It's got ordinances in there. It's got statutes in there. It's got rules in there. It's got principles in there. It's got guiding principles in there. It's got laws in there, holy laws. He didn't do away with it. He fulfilled it. And we don't teach him anymore. We don't remind people what Leviticus said. It's clean and unclean. And, and no wonder people are uh, coming in so much contact with all this stuff that's causing them harm. And so God is saying we got to remind the people. There is no long-term benefit to what is being done to solve this pandemic. Y'all need to hear me. There is no long-term benefit. No long-term benefit. I don't care if they do come up with a vaccine. A year from now, they'll be trying to get another vaccine because there'll be another outbreak. If we don't become the voice of God to sound the alarm and teach the people what is considered clean and unclean and don't touch any unclean thing, don't even come near it. It's the reason why God published those laws back then. Those prophets reminded them and Moses reminded them. Don't complain about it. Let me talk to God about it. He's the one that's got the answer. Not the, not the physician, but God, the chief physician, you know. My people want sustainable benefits, says God. Then don't forget all of my benefits already. My new mercy every morning is still available to my people today. My truth and my grace, they are still meeting every morning to decide do you get that new mercy that's new every morning. According to Ecclesiastes 3.23. You know, he goes on to say here in the book of Psalms, chapter 68, verse 19, King James Bible, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Part of the plan of salvation is healing, beloved, healing, beloved, peace of mind, beloved, deliverance, beloved, all this is part of. The plan of salvation. All this is one of the benefits, part of the benefits. He wants us to prosper and be in health. These are benefits. But if people don't hear about them until after the fact, sometimes it's, it's kind of too late for a lot of people. They've given up. They've started blaming God. Some of them forsake God. Some of them don't want to have nothing to do with God. Some of them turn to atheists. Some of them turn to other religions. You got 4,200 different denominations out there right now that believe something totally different about the deity of Jesus Christ, who is the healer. No other name by which men can be saved. No other name can we be healed in. Jesus is our healer. He is our healer. With his stripes, we are healed. You know, that's another one of those benefits. Then when you look in, like I said, the book of Lamentations, third chapter, verse 22, 26, the King James Version, look at what it says. My soul have them still in remembrance. Listen to this. All those benefits, you got to keep them in remembrance when that calamity comes. You can't forget that. Clergy can't forget that. You can't forget to remind the people, hey, the word of God says that's unclean. The word of God says that behavior is unacceptable. I don't care what the government said. I don't care what the legislation said. I don't care what Prop 8 said. Marriage between two men 
is an abomination to God. Marriage between two women is an abomination to God according to the word of God. Not according to me, but his word. I got to be that voice. You don't want God to turn you over to a, a, a reprobate mind, to that, that unordinate thing called the lust of the flesh. It's what's happening right now. Because people care more about the laws that man has passed than the laws that God has already instituted. His ordinance, his statutes, you know, his rules, his way of doing things. He goes on to say, look, my soul has them still in remembrance and is humble in me. This I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. Listen to what, what Solomon is saying here. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. My God, because his compassion fails not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord. And the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. <clears throat> the Lord is good unto them that wait for him. The soul that seeketh him, even in this pandemic. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. That benefit, that promise. Call yourself to call it to your remembrance. Remind yourself, minister to yourself. I'm not gonna faint in well doing. I'm not gonna lose hope right here because I know what what Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says that the Lord says, I know my thoughts towards you. They're not thoughts of evil. They're good thoughts. They're thoughts, you know, to, to give you a, a hope in the future to bring you to an expected end. And that ain't death. And even if it is death. Do enough to be right so that when you die, you're going to live again, though you'll be dead. But we got to have that voice going out. They're constantly reminding the people, preparing the people for eternity, preparing the people for the next pandemic, preparing the people right now so that they don't just ball up and lose hope and just give up and feel like there is no way out. Nobody care about them. God cares about them. His mercy is new every morning. God is still speaking to his people from his inspired word. He is still using his holy Bible to reveal these things to us. Just got to have a voice, an active voice. Even while the whole world is grieving and hurting and suffering and dealing with this calamity of every type and sort, there's loss, there's pain, there's uncertainty of major proportions. There is no going back to the way it was. Be, be, be settled about that. Everything is different today. Going to be different tomorrow and the next day. My whole creation, says God. <coughs> My whole creation, says God, is groaning, not just you. They are groaning right now today like all others. Everything right now. Dogs are groaning. Cats, animals, all kinds of livestock, domestic animals. Everything that have breath right now is groaning and hurting. Don't know what tomorrow holds. Paul said this in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 8, uh, through 18 through 23, the King James Bible. Paul said, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. That lid is going to come off when I put my hope in God because there is a new restoration coming to the people of God that is going to appear suddenly because God is going to do it himself because our voices have gone silent. Amen. So he can't really count on us. Amen. And so God is just 
just going to have to come and rescue his people himself. I don't know how he's going to do it. I just know he said he was going to do it. He said that the end of a thing is going to be better than the beginning of a thing. I heard him say, though thy beginnings were small, Job, Job 8 and 7, but thy latter, the end is going to be greater, greatly increased. His word hasn't been fulfilled yet. There are things we've heard that have not come to pass yet. We haven't seen yet. This is the greatest opportune time for God right now to show himself strong when all of his prophets, when all of his clergy, when all of his ministers, we've gone silent. We're not standing and declaring. And he'll raise up a minister, of, of Satan will raise up a minister of light and transform him to be an angel of light and have them stand in the holy place to cram some stuff. Not on my watch. Paul says, shall be revealed in us. That voice that God is looking for shall be revealed in us. He said, for the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Where is your voice? Yes. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who have subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. We ain't bound. We've been loosed. We're standing fast in the liberty where Christ made us free, and we can't be entangled with the yoke of bondage again, says Paul in the Galatian church, chapter 5, verse 1. We can't. We're children of God. We've been manifested. We've been called forth. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. We're not the only ones. Everybody's hurting from this thing. Everybody's suffering, struggling. He said, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the spirit. <clears throat> that ain't no little human spirit. He's talking about the spirit of God. Great is he that's in us. First John 4 and 4, the first book of John. Chapter 4, verse 4. Great is he that is within us than he that is in this world. He says, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our bodies. We're going to be redeemed. And if we know we're going to be redeemed based on we've already been redeemed, according to the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verse 13, then the redeemed of the Lord, this is the time to release your voice and say so. Just like the people looked at Moses putting up a tree and putting it in the water. We ought to be saying so right now when people look at us and say, what are they so excited about? And then we can tell them. Because there is a new restoration coming to the people of God. God's going to do it himself. He's going to manifest it himself. Because his prophets have gone silent. When you need them to prophesy, where are they at? Where's the voices at now? And he goes on to say, be the voice to remind my people, all my children, all of my groaning creation, that there is a new restoration coming. And it's on the way, says the Lord. Look at what he says in the book of Acts, the third chapter, verse 18 through 26 of the King James Bible. We got about four more minutes. Let me get through some of this. This is just great laying groundwork. I'm going to bring out the statistics sheet next week as we move forward in this. He said, but those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he had so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. 
when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. A lot of this we can't blame God. We know better. A lot of it is with our failure. It was our abuses. It was the things that we didn't do. We touched the unclean thing. We touched the unclean thing. We had perverted behavior. And now look at what we got. You got HIV and AIDS out there because a man slept with a man. And they went against the natural use of their body. You got chlamydia out there right now. Why? Because women slept with women. And all kinds of other transferable diseases. It's the reason behind all this stuff. All that abomination. Look at what he's saying right there. But God said there was a time of refreshing that's coming from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you. Which before was preached. He's going to be preached again. He's got to be preached again. Whom the heavens must receive until the times, listen y'all, until the times of restitution of all things, until the time of that new restoration, that new culture is going to be raised up, that new future is going to happen. Restitution of all things. God is going to repay. God is going to restore. God is going to recover what belongs to him, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. He hadn't stopped speaking, but we have. For the Moses truly said unto the fathers, a prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. Listen for God to speak and then you speak. He told me you be the voice man of God and it shall come to pass. He said Jesus was the voice. Now you be his voice. You be his ambassadors. You know, he said greater works he's going to do than he did. First John, the book of first John, chapter four, verse 17 said, as he is, so are we in the earth. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed. And I'm not that prophet. Jesus is that prophet. Amen. But he will prophesy through every yielded vessel. Destroy it from among the people. Yea, if you ain't going to lead, then why are you in leadership? Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel, those that follow after and many as have spoken before where your voice is at now have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets spiritually and of the covenant which God made with our fathers saying unto Abraham, we are the blessings. We are the seed of Abraham. We are the benefactors of the blessings of Abraham. They are ours too. We're heirs to that promise. We're heirs to the kingdom. And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first, God, having raised up your son, Jesus Christ, sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from his iniquities. We are supposed to be turning this stuff away right now because we speak with the voice of God. Now when the him, according to the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, now when the him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think of him. How, pastor? According to the power of God. That is in us. Let that power be released. Great is he. Speak out. Say these things. Declare these things. You have the power to declare things that be not as though they were. Don't be decreeing nothing. Jesus already decreed all this book of the law. He's already established decrees. But we declare the decrees of the Lord with power and authority. Apostolic power and authority. And he said they shall come to pass. You said so Lord. Where is your voice? Okay we got one more scripture here and then we're going to call it a night for now this is out of the book of isaiah chapter 2 verses 2 through 4 the king james bible 
Be my voice in the earth during this pandemic, says the Lord. Tell all of my groaning creation, Jesus Christ, my son, will and shall return to the earth to establish the kingdom of God and God's laws and God's decrees again will still be in effect and active again. That's why they should right now. They will be proclaimed again, and therefore they need to be proclaimed today as though it already is said, says the Lord of hosts. Be thou the voice of the Lord. Declare, publish, proclaim, establish my laws to the whole world, from America to Russia, from China to Japan, England to New York, and everywhere, <coughs> to everyone, and to everything that has breath, says the Lord of the universe. And it shall come to pass in that last days that the mountains of the Lord, the Lord's house, shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all the nations shall flow into it. And many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up into the mountains of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law again and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people. And they shall bear their swords unto plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up a sword against nations and neither shall they learn war anymore, says the Lord. Why? Is because in the book of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 through 7, the King James Bible, the prophet Isaiah already prophesied. <coughs> we should be foretelling what he already prophesied. He said, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government, and peace there shall be no end, no time to be quiet now, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it, where's my voice ordering it right now, to establish it with judgment, and with justice from henceforth and even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this according to the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verses 6 to 7. And he says, doing this new restoration will begin the new culture, the new kingdom where we will all get to witness the coming together of the body of Christ and the statehood of every nation. Every government, every tongue, every tribe around the world, says the Lord of the universe. Last verse, Revelation 5, chapter 5, verse 10, King James Bible. And hath made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth according to the word of the Lord. And we're going to end right there tonight. We're a little bit over, but I just wanted to try to get some foundation started here. We got so much more territory, so many more scriptures uh, that I want to make known to you. We got to find our voice and the word of God is our voice. Amen. The word is the voice of God. And if we're going to be leaders, we got to be, you know, as he is. Amen. A voice. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to end right there. Praise God. Uh, amen. And amen. Uh, that concludes the teaching for the night. Don't blame God. We should know better. <clears throat> but what are we going to do? Be the, the voice. Is no longer